Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, praise the Lord, everybody. He's worthy to be praised. Praise the Lord, everybody. If he woke you up this morning, then you ought to praise him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalm 24 and 7 says, Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Selah. Let's go back real quick. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Is anybody grateful that we serve a mighty strong God? A Lord that's mighty in battle. He fights our battle. The battle is not yours, but it is the Lord. Lord's. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for being mighty, God. We thank you that you will never leave nor forsake us, God. And Lord, right now we ask that you would have your way in this service, God. Strengthen our hearts, Lord Jesus. Speak to us. And Lord, give us clear direction in this time and in this season, Father. We thank you, God, and we love you. And we give your name the praise, God. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, while you're at home, can you come on and clap your hands and give him praise? Come on, clap your hands and give him praise. Come on, he's a mighty God. He's a mighty God. Yeah. He's a mighty God. He's a mighty God. Come on, he's a mighty God. He's a mighty God. Can we do it one more time? Hey, say he's a mighty God. Hey, he's a mighty God. Say, oh Lord, how excellent is your name in all. glory above the heavens and the earth. Come on, let's sing it together. Say, when I think of all you made, the sun, the moon, and the stars, yeah, Say, 
Lord, come on, let's say this to him. Say, say, Lord, you're mighty. Lord, you're mighty. Lord, you're mighty. Lord, you're mighty. We lift you up. Lord, you're mighty. We give you the praise. Lord, you're mighty. We exalt your name. We say, Lord, you're mighty. Lord, you're mighty. Lord, you're mighty. Lord, you're mighty. Say, Lord, you're mighty. Come on, if he's been a mighty God, come on and lift up his name. We give you all the praise. We lift up your name. We give you all of the praise. We exalt your holy name. Now come on and open up your mouth and praise. Hallelujah. Tell yourself he's still mighty. Don't let what's going on out here fool you. He is still mighty. Hallelujah. And we can say because God is the greatest power, we will never be defeated. The Bible says if God be for us, who can be against us? Has anybody figured out who could be against us? I haven't. So know that God is before us. He is protecting us. And no matter what, we shall never be defeated. Can you give God a shout of praise for that? Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We shall never. Times are rough. Times are hard. But we will never be defeated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We shall never be defeated. Hallelujah. Keep telling yourself that. I will never be defeated. I shall rise, I shall be, I shall go in victory, weapon born against me will ever overtake me. Never be defeated, and because God is the greatest power, we shall never, never be defeated. Say, I shall rise, I shall, I shall be, I shall be. Be defeated, and because God. 
this last week. We're going to sing it again. The devil is a liar. God is exalted. Never be defeated. Never be defeated. The devil is a liar. God is exalted. Do you know that we'll never be defeated? Never be defeated. Say the devil is a liar. God is exalted. Come on, sing it like you know it. Never be defeated. I shall never be defeated. The devil is a liar. God is exalted. Never be defeated. I shall never be defeated. Say the devil is a liar. God is exalted. Never be, never, be never be defeated. Sometimes down. Sometimes out. But I'll never be defeated. Never be defeated. In the midst of it all. I shall never be defeated. Oh, never be defeated. I'll keep going. Keep running. I'll never be defeated. I will stand on your word and never be defeated. Your word said the government, it is on your shoulders. And your name is called Wonderful. Your name is Counselor. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. Shall never be defeated. 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 The devil is once again God won again God won again The devil is once again once again defeated once again once again defeated once again by his power he is defeated by his blood he's still defeated once again defeated once again once again defeated once again once again defeated once again come on the devil is once again defeated. 
God won again. God won again. The devil is once again defeated. God won again. Come on, say, it. say, God won again. 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 And He'll always get the glory. He'll always get the glory. Out of all that's going on, we can say, He'll always get the glory. Yes, He will. He'll always get the glory. He'll always get the glory. You may not see it yet, but just know, He'll always get the glory. 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 Get the glory, get the glory, get the glory, get the glory out of this virus, get the glory out of this mess, get the glory out of my life, get the glory, 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 get the glory out of this world, get the glory, get the glory. Get the glory. Say he'll always get the glory. I know we're facing tough times right now, but he'll always get the glory. Come on, we're gonna sing it again. He'll always get the glory. He'll always get the glory. Ask Daniel, he did. He'll always get the glory. Ask Moses, he did. He'll always get the glory 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 say get the glory get the glory get the glory get the glory they hung him high stretched him wide hung his head bled and died that's not how story ends three days later rose again get it lord Get it, Lord. Come on, praise his name. Hey. Yeah. Say, he'll always get the glory. 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 Hey, get the glory. Get the glory, 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 right now, get the glory, right now, get the glory, right now, get the glory, get the glory, get the glory, Listen, somehow he'll always get the glory. Somehow he'll always get the glory. Somehow he'll always get the glory. I don't know.
don't know what you're doing, but somehow you'll always, you'll always get the glory. Somehow you'll always, I don't see it yet, God, but somehow he'll always, your ways are not my ways. Somehow you'll always, your thoughts are not my thoughts. Somehow he'll always, yeah, somehow he'll always. He'll always get the glory. He'll always get the glory. He'll always get the glory. I know he will. I know he will. We're going to get out your way, but somehow he'll always. Somehow he'll always. One more time we say, somehow he'll always. He'll always get the glory. Now come on, regardless of what's going on, if you know that somehow he'll always, I don't know what he's doing, but the good thing is he does. And I don't have to know. But what I do know is somehow he'll always, he'll always get the glory. He'll always get the glory. He'll always get the glory. Come on and give our God praise. Tell yourself, he'll always get the glory. He'll always get the glory. be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank God for another opportunity just to be together even if only virtually. We wish that we could all be here in one space in the sanctuary, but until that time, we thank God for the technology that is that is able to bring us together over the internet. I'm glad you're here. We're going right to the text today, Acts chapter 5 is where we're going to be beginning at verse, pardon me, Acts chapter 8, beginning at verse 5. Reading from the New International Version of the Scripture, Acts chapter 8, beginning at verse 5, and here's what it says. Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed the Messiah there. When the crowds heard Philip and saw the signs he performed, they all paid close attention to what he said. For with shrieks, impure spirits came out of many, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was great joy in that city. Now for some time, a man named Simon had practiced sorcery in the city and amazed all the people of Samaria. He boasted that he was someone great. And all the people, both high and low, gave him their attention and exclaim, this man is rightly called the great power of God. They followed him because he had amazed them for a long time with his sorcery. 
But when they believed Philip, as he proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Verses 5 through 12 of Acts chapter 8 from the King James Version of the Holy Bible. I want to preach for just a little while today. I won't be before you long, but I want to preach from the subject, the real church. The real church. We have been looking, uh, slow walking through the book of Acts, if you will, in our year-long study of the church that Jesus built. We are trying to get back to what the Lord intended when he declared upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And the last time I preached, we took a look at the fact that although the saints were becoming comfortable there in Jerusalem, Jesus' command was for them to go to all the world and preach the gospel. So the Lord allowed some persecution which caused them to scatter. They were facing opposition, which as a result of that opposition, because of that persecution, which seemed like it was from the devil, but this persecution is what would cause the gospel to start to spread. And a part of that scattering happened through Deacon Philip. You remember, uh, you remember Philip when the church at Jerusalem was growing and some of the widows were being overlooked in the distribution of food and people started to murmur about it. Well, the apostles said, listen, y'all go look and find you seven men among you who have a good reputation, who are full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom so that we may appoint them over the business of handing out the food so that nobody in the growing congregation gets overlooked. And that's what they did. They brought seven men to the apostles, Stephen and Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas. Uh, but these men could do more than just wait tables. We saw that Stephen was doing wonderful things among the people great wonders and miracles, and he was so wise and convincing when he talked about the things of God that nobody could stand up against him, and he would not be quiet about Jesus, and it cost him his life. You remember Stephen. And now in this week's lesson, we see one of the people who was scattered was Deacon Philip. And the Bible says that Deacon Philip went down to the city of Samaria preaching Christ to them. Now, I know that in our culture, deacons don't preach and preachers don't deek. Deacons don't preach and preachers don't serve. We have somehow bought into that myth, but I want to parenthetically offer today that here we see the second of these deacons chosen in Acts chapter 6 who is sharing the word of God. And Philip wasn't just teaching. He wasn't just talking. Verse 5 of chapter 8 says he was preaching. That Greek word keruso, which means to publicly proclaim, to herald loudly, to speak with a loud voice, what we call preaching. 
You see, we got this thing messed up because in our culture, when a deacon wants to preach, he can't be a deacon anymore. I don't, I'm not trying to bother your theology. Uh, we say he gets elevated, he gets lifted, he gets raised to be a preacher. So he can't serve anymore. He can't look after the needs of the congregation anymore. Um, he can't cut the grass anymore. He can't pick up trash anymore. He can't take it out anymore. He can't clean the bathroom anymore. He can't wipe down pews anymore because now he's a preacher. Well, according to my Bible, and my daddy used to say, it's in your Bible too unless you ripped it out, this deacon was still a deacon. He was still a servant and preaching the word. The two are not mutually exclusive. Maybe, just maybe, if, if we had more deacons who knew the word, and more preachers who were humble enough to be servants, maybe we would look more like the church that Jesus built. Let me get back to the text. The Bible says that people with one accord gave heed to the things that Philip spoke. In other words, they paid attention, hearing and seeing the miracles, the signs and wonders that were done to accompany the word and give proof of the word. People were being saved, people were being delivered, and people were being healed. And as a result, the Bible says there was great joy in that city. But Philip is not the only character in the passage of Scripture. This Bible also, the Bible also refers in this passage to a certain man whose name was Simon. A man in the city of Samaria who practiced sorcery. A magician. He practiced magical arts. And apparently, in Samaria, during that time, he was the man. He controlled the city. That was his territory. The people were bewitched. They were under his spell until that which is real came and devoured up that which only looked real but couldn't stand the test. And so in this story, we have basically two ministries. We have two players, two examples of what people will buy into. And saints, I am convinced that just like in this passage of Scripture, just like in the days of old, just like in the book of Acts, just like in the city of Samaria, there are today in our own time, in our own country, in our own city, two types of ministries, two churches, if you will. And as we strive to be the church that Jesus built, I just want to briefly point out the differences between these two ministries in Samaria the differences between what's real and what's counterfeit, the differences between what's authentic and what's the replica. The first difference that we see in the text between these two, uh, and I'll, I'll use ministries, the, the first difference is that uh, is the person that's represented. It's the person that's Represented, Philip preaches Christ. That's who he's representing. While Simon preaches himself. I'm in the text. Verse 5 says 
that Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. Caruso Christos. He went preaching that Jesus was the one whom God sent to take away the sins of the whole world. That Jesus was the Messiah. But Simon, verse 9, says that he was giving out that he himself was some great one. Did you hear that? Philip preached Jesus. Simon preached himself. Philip was representing Jesus Christ. Simon was representing Simon. Philip's focus was Jesus the Christ. Simon's spotlight was on Simon. Church, if we are going to be real church, if we're going to be the church that Jesus built, I know that it sounds elementary, but we have to make sure that we're preaching Jesus and not ourselves. We need to preach the Lordship of Jesus. We need to preach the, 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 the reign of Jesus. We need to preach, uh, as Paul said, Jesus Christ and him crucified. Saints, if we are going to be real church, we have to make sure we're preaching Jesus and Jesus alone. Not our preferences, but Jesus. Not our philosophizing, but Jesus. Not our compromising, but Jesus. Not our traditions, but Jesus. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but church, whatever else we preach, we need to preach that when the fullness of time was come, God so loved the world that he sent Jesus, his only begotten son. Whatever else we preach, we have to keep on preaching that Jesus lived a sinless life, that he opened blinded eyes, that he unstopped deaf ears, that he made lepers whole, that he made lame folk walk, that he made dead folk get up. We must keep preaching that he died a sinner's death. On the cross of Calvary, he died in my place. He died for your sins and for my sins. He died. Saints, we have to keep preaching that on the third day, he rose from the grave with all power in his hands. We got to keep preaching that he went back to glory. We got to keep preaching that he is seated at the right hand of the Father. We must keep preaching that he sent the Holy Ghost to give us the power to live the witness. And we must keep preaching that one glorious day he's coming back to receive his own. We must preach Jesus. Listen, we can talk about finances, but don't forget Jesus. We can talk about relationships, but don't forget Jesus. We can talk about social justice, but don't leave Jesus out of it. We can even talk about politics, but don't forget Jesus. The real church remembers the person they're representing. Philip represented Jesus, while Simon only represented himself. But not only that, the second difference I see is not only the person represented, but number two, the people's 
response. The people's response. Look at verse 6. When Philip came to town and started preaching Jesus and working miracles in his name, the Bible says the people gave heed to what he spoke, hearing and seeing the miracles. They started paying attention. They gave heed. That word in the original text literally means they gave attention. They paid attention to what he was preaching. But the same word is used again down in verse 10. It's talking about how the people responded to Simon. Verse 10 says, they all, from the smallest to the greatest, gave heed to Simon. Did you catch that subtle difference? The response of the people to Philip preaching Jesus was that they paid attention to what he was saying. They paid attention to what he was preaching. But with Simon preaching himself, the people's response was to pay attention to Simon. Saints of God, we have enough preacher-centered, personality-centered ministry where the people are more enamored by the person preaching rather than the word being preached. Where what's being said is not as important as who is saying it. That's why we live in this age of celebrity preachers who can lead a whole congregation of people astray before anybody knows what's going on. That's why Paul qualified his leadership. He said, follow me, but don't just follow me blindly. Follow me as I follow Christ. You see, Simon got caught up. The people started saying, they started saying, this man is the great power of God. Lord, have mercy. If we're not careful, we can get caught up in the hype, caught up in the praises of people, caught up in the intoxicating privilege of people giving heed to you. But church, we are called to bring attention to Jesus, not ourselves. We are charged with spreading the gospel not ourselves. We have been sent to point the way to salvation through Jesus Christ, not to build our own kingdoms enjoying the accolades of men. Church, check the people's response. Are they paying more attention to us than to Jesus? The first difference is the person represented, then the people's response. I'm almost done. I told you I wouldn't be long but then finally, the final difference between the real and the counterfeit, the final difference between the church of Jesus Christ and the church of Simon the sorcerer, the final distinction between the Lord's church and the man's church is number three, the powerful result. The powerful result. Let me back into this. Look at the result of the ministry of Simon the sorcerer. The result is that the people are bewitched. He has them, as it were, under his spell. They are amazed at what he does. They are astonished by his tricks. They are astounded by his magic. They are beside themselves in amazement. But that's all. Philip, on the other hand, while he's preaching Jesus... He's doing it with signs and wonders following, and people are believing and being baptized. Unclean spirits are coming out 
of people. People are being delivered and set free. People with palsy are walking straight. Lame folk are walking. Sick folk are being healed. When the power, when the real power shows up, people's lives are changed. With Simon, the people are amazed, but they're still in bondage. They're astonished, but they're still sick. They're astounded, but they're still lame. They enjoy the show, but they leave the same way they came. And I don't want to bother anybody today, but my question for the church of the living God is this. Is there any powerful result for the people that our ministries touch? Are lives being changed? Are people being saved, delivered, and set free? Are sick people being healed? Are lame folk walking? Or are they amazed but unchanged? Are they astonished but unchanged? Are they beside themselves with the show, but their lives are not transformed? Church, this world doesn't need another show. It needs a savior. As a matter of fact, people are tired of the show. They're tired of the hypocrisy. Tired of the circus that we have called church. Tired of coming in sick, feeling good for a minute, shouting for a minute, and then still leaving sick. Tired of coming in in bondage, being amazed at the church tricks, and then still leaving in bondage. I wish I could preach this like I feel it. Tired of coming in broken and leaving broken. Tired of coming in hurting and leaving hurting. Tired of coming in depressed and leaving depressed. The world is looking for what's real, for what's authentic. They want what will change their lives. For too long we've been hoodwinked. For too long We've been bewitched for too long. We've been under a spell. We have been amazed by the tricks, but now we're ready to be changed by the truth. We've been astonished by the talent. We've been awestruck by the show. We've been astounded by the magic of so-called church, but now it's time for the real church, the blood-bought, the redeemed, to stand up and be the church to proclaim Jesus Christ, to demonstrate with signs and wonders following that result in transformed lives that reveal the glory of God's kingdom. Mount Calvary Nation, we want to be the real church in a sea of counterfeit. God help us as we seek to become the church that Jesus built right where you are, wherever you are. Let the real church say amen. Amen. Listen, if you are watching today, if you're online and you are not sure that you're saved, if you're not sure that you're part of the real church, let me tell you some good news. 
God loved you so much that he gave his own dear son, Jesus Christ, to die in your place, to take the punishment for your sins and my sins, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That is good news. God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but so that the world through him might be saved. And here's how you do it. The Bible says, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. If you'll make that confession today, Jesus is Lord. That means he's in charge. He's running stuff. He's the ruler and I'm not. And if you'll believe that even though he really died on the cross of Calvary, you really believe that God got him up from the grave. The Bible says you shall be saved. Would you just type us a note uh, in the comment section or send us a message that says, hey, today I gave my life to Christ. Someone will contact you and we'll start working with you and walking with you so that you can be on your way in this new life as a new creature in Christ. Listen, I don't care if somebody in church hurt you. I don't care if you have been to uh, some Simon the Sorcerer Ministries, as it were, where it was all show and no substance. We believe that the Holy Spirit resides in us to change lives, to transform lives. No, don't, don't, don't say, let me get some stuff right and then I'll come. Listen, if you could change yourself, you wouldn't need a Savior. Just say yes to the Lord. And let him change you from the inside out. Bless God for his life-changing word, for his life-changing Holy Spirit. Let me just uh, say a couple of things by way of observation, and then I'll let you go. We do have a card of thank you from uh, Letitia Martin, who thanks us, uh, the Mount Calvary family, for our care and concern, for our giving heart during the passing and homegoing celebration of her mother and her grandmother. I do also want to make you aware uh, that Brother Lemanuel McIntosh and uh, Jasmine Martin Page have had uh, coronavirus uh, diagnoses, and we want to keep them in our prayers. Uh, Lemanuel is in the hospital. Uh, we know that God is bigger than coronavirus. He is bigger than COVID. We've seen him bring uh, people through this, and that's what we're praying, that God would heal them completely <clears throat> as only he can. So keep them in your prayers, please. Uh, if you want to continue to support, you want to send your tithe, uh, your offerings, we, we give God praise for such faithful people here, here in the Mount Calvary Nation. There are several ways of doing it. Uh, if, you, if you have GiveLify on your phone, you can, uh, you can do it through GiveLify app. Tap, give, you are done. You can text to give at 937-543-5169. Or you can cash app. Uh, if you have cash app on your phone, that handle is dollar sign M-T-C-A-L-M-B-C. Or if you like the good old-fashioned way, you can drive through the parking lot. You don't even have to get out of your cars. The deacons are here for the next hour or so and ready to serve you. You can drive through and just slip it into their glove-covered hands. They will be ready 
to serve. God bless you. Listen, my prayer for us is that we would be real, that we would be authentic, that we would be more than smoke and mirrors. No uh, sideshows and tricks here. Just the real, authentic power of Jesus Christ. Because if his power can't do it, it cannot be done. But I thank God for transformed lives because our God is real and we as his people are going to be real. Let the church say amen. God bless you. Now unto him who is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Let all the saints agree together in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.